Hey, Scott, what's that sound? Can, can you hear it? Yeah, it's like a low rumble? I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, it sounds like it's getting closer, actually. It reminds me of heavy machinery. Yeah, yeah. The only word I can come up with to describe it is inevitable. Oh my god! It's the tank! Welcome to episode 107 of Wolf's Cast, the show that refuses to be shut down before the season is officially over. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. Who doesn't have bone chips somewhere right. in there? Yeah, we got we got bone chips floating on our bodies, around our elbows and stuff. But my bone chips are kettle cooked. We're playing through. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Not going to take us off the court. Yeah. All right. Would Kobe stop playing games? <laughs> no. Kobe. According to him, no. Never. He wouldn't. Never, ever, ever. But uh, yeah, some Timberwolves are getting shut down. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But first of all, thanks for joining us. Thanks for here. not shutting us down for this. Thanks season. for not shutting this podcast down. The Wolves are Wolves are winding things down. You know they will soon be eliminated from playoff contention. But you're still here listening are, to the show. They uh, so I think Robert and I talked about this a little bit last week, which is the number of games until you've made the playoffs, and we're saying that's the magic number, and we're yeah. saying it shouldn't be called the magic number for when it's games until you're eliminated. How about our tragic number? Ooh, are you Our tragic rhymes? number is like, well, I don't know what it is right now, but it's the number of games until we're yes. eliminated. It's It's got to be in single digits. So yeah, yeah, our tragic number is, is fast approaching, as you say. Um, but yeah, welcome back uh, to Wolf's Cast. Uh, we're here with you to talk about uh, Timberwolves basketball. We have a week recap here. Talk about three L's in a row. You know you know, you want to hear about those L's. We'll, we'll, we'll do them quick. Don't worry. Uh, That's three L's. Yeah, we got full court press that includes, you know, Covington, Rose, and Teague being shut down. We got some uh, players to watch here for the NCAA tournament. Potential guys the Wolves might draft. Um, and then also we're going to talk about uh, the rumors. Rumors, whispers, rumors of gossip, gossip of uh, Fred Hoiberg <laughs> being hired at Nebraska. We got a sponsor. Predict it. Uh, Weekly Wolfies and the game. So much stuff on this episode of Wolf's Cast. So stick around through the whole thing. It'll be a good show. But it's got and if you're gonna not stick around for the whole thing, just skip the middle part. Yeah, the yeah. Last, the end of the show is always the best. Oh, part. and this is that's a good point that you bring that up. Is you know Wolf's Cast. You know, there's so many Timberwolves podcasts out there. So many of them are very good. But yeah. I, I feel I feel confident in saying that Wolf's Cast, the show you're listening to right now, is the only podcast that features podcast chapters. That's right. If you look in your podcast app right now, I make chapters for every episode so you can jump ahead to whatever section of the show you want to go to. So just look in there. Swipe over on your podcast app and look for the chapters feature and you can jump ahead. Yeah. Check it out. All right. Let's get into uh, the week recap, Scott. We got we got three L's, as we said. So many losses to talk it's about. It's a tough week. <laughs> Not a very fun week to be a Wolves fan. Yeah, they got to start 0-3 this week. They got to start off last Thursday with the L uh, in Utah. The Wolves lose 100-120. to I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. Yeah, Ricky played in the game. Played well, I think. I don't know. I and mean, it was... It was he was decent. I mean, he's coming back from injury. He's been up and down this year, but yeah, Ricky's part of that team very much so. 
Um, but it's always yeah. cute when he comes and hugs Flip. Yeah, I mean, not Flip. Uh, yeah, Rhino. Young, young Flip. Young, young Flip. Little Flip. Yeah, uh, Drip. Young Drip. Young Drip Saunders. Drip Saunders. Um, but uh, but yeah. So the Wolves uh, lost that game. They were uh, stranded the night before. They were supposed to get into this game. Uh, you know, the night before they had a back to back in Denver. Um, if you'll remember losing that game, and then uh, we we dropped the reference at the beginning of last week's pod. Yes. the bomb cyclone. The bomb cyclone <laughs> kept them in Denver. So instead of Fly it's such, such a weird thing where they had to fly the day of the game, which you just never ever see in the NBA, really. So uh, they had to fly in there, skip shoot around, and get to it. Uh, Wiggins returned in this game. He had missed uh, the last few with uh, I forget what it was, like a quad contusion or something yeah, like that. Sure. It was right. it, it was a contusion, right? It was something kind of minor, like a little 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 mini thing. So <laughs> I, I suspect that the medical staff isn't telling us accurate stuff, anyways. <laughs> right? De- uh, unless you really want to are- believe that Robert Covington's bone bruises so bad that he has to miss more than half a season right in which yeah. case okay then you should be worried about a contusion because that's just another word for him or bruise but yeah lots of injuries in this Medical game for the knowledge. wolves guards were out left and right and uh yeah i mean the wolves obviously they're not not as good of a team as utah jazz they're jazz after a slow start rounding into playoff form and looking good definitely gonna be rooting for them again in the playoffs you know you got take to note. yeah take note Hashtag take note. <laughs> take note. I'm all about the Jazz, you know. I, I love I, them. I just want Ricky to succeed. I love their yeah. uniforms. I like oh, best uniforms. I like Gobert. I love Ingles, who killed us. Ingles is great, and he always makes me realize how much better he is than Andrew Wiggins. He's well, just he, so solid in like all areas of the court. What is he? Twenty years older than Wiggins, so <laughs> may, maybe by the time Wiggins gets to middle yeah. age, he can be as good as Joe yeah, Ingles. We got hope. We got hope someday. Uh, yes, uh, Donovan Mitchell. It's a fun team. Um, really fun team. Not so fun place to play. I've been hearing though. No, Did, they might they, yell at you. Thankfully, there was no fans that needed to be banned during this game right yeah, speaking we had of that the, yeah, we, the, the report came out so i think we referenced this on the podcast last week about westbrook getting into a tussle with a fan uh the fan apparently said some racist stuff and they banned him for life um and then the report came out that what happened earlier this year at the target center when blake griffin got into it with a fan is that fan called him boy oh the same thing the yeah. same thing that westbrook got in the playoffs last year allegedly in, in yeah. utah so. so uh hey Yikes. hey tim rolls fans knock it off yeah. stop it don't make glenn taylor go out to center court and get on the mic you you can you can come up with like creative insults being like hey russ how many reins do you have how many does kevin have stuff like that you know the good nature fun yeah it's i'm fun. not saying you can't rib uh, you know the opposing player but just try to be a little clever about it you know yeah it's fine to heckle you know other players maybe even the refs whatever you want to do but you know keep it in bounds here please let's hey, not let's not get racial with it or anything stupid like that come on hey russ i have a higher sh- true shooting percentage than you this season <laughs> right it's like you can do better we got this we keep ha- taking those threes yeah. russ keep taking those threes we love it let's raise the bar we let's uh let's let's you know insults uh, can be so much better these days that's it's a good better. thing that i've been liking about indiana this season is that ah. indiana has a very good time like coming up with custom insults like lebron tried to trade you <laughs> stuff like that yeah. they keep it funny they keep it clean I, I like that nice all right we're gonna keep it moving here to the next loss sunday night in houston the wolves lost 102 to 117 couldn't sweep houston <sighs> weren't we undefeated against them this yeah season? we were two, we were two and oh i think against them and yeah. i think we only have them three times this year or maybe we get them once more but no i think it's just the three times so so yeah, um, you know, finished two two and one against. I've Houston's heard that Houston is a city of uh, plenty of distractions. Ah, yes, the Wolves had lots of time in Houston. I mean, they played Thursday against Utah and then didn't have this game till Sunday. So yeah, lots of downtime to 
to practice and work on your game and I don't know. And lots of see, other fun stuff. City. It's a see, fun city. Yeah, see the city. And so it's been so fun that we've actually lost 15 straight trips to Houston. That's some, that's crazy right there. That's a big number. You I know. mean, they've been a pretty good team lately, but 15 is a lot. And last year was the year where it felt like we broke all those weird little lost so many games in a row Almost against all of a given them. team. Almost or, all of them. Yeah, so many weird streaks, but uh, it still continues against Houston, who's a great team, and uh, yeah, they should be interesting there in the playoffs. Um, another note I had for this game, the Wolves, um, I forget which color they wore. I think they wore the white Prince uniforms, right? The earned yep, jerseys in this that's right. game. And it just made me think, like, I love, you sh- share all these um, new jerseys from Nike. They're not all great, but they just provide so much more variety throughout the whole season. And it was just cool to, like, see, like, a white versus, like, red right, or something like that. Like, there was a weird color combo yeah. in this situation. And just the, the new Nike deal makes for just so many more interesting color combinations every single night in the NBA. Unless you're talking <laughs> about all-star game jerseys. In which case, they are yeah. white and gray or black and black and white yeah just yeah all the just straight up yeah very basic but uh Uh, i I noticed tonight i saw a clip of the uh charlotte game that's going on while we're recording this and they wore the earned edition there which i think and the charlotte's wearing their teal ones with the purple trim cool we're wearing white with purple trim it looks really good yeah also i like the idea of like the away team wearing white like that's just cool that's that's another thing you don't you didn't see before the nike stuff so lots of cool cool uh colors to go around but yeah getting back to houston um you know the Wolves uh, played decent in the first half, played some good defense, and you know kept things close there. Um, I felt like Cat uh, was uh, taking out some frustrations against Capella. Yes, obviously, very much you know so. the, the reputation for Cat is that he got owned by Capella last year in the playoffs, yep. and so it seems like he had a point to prove. He was blowing by him a few yeah. times for some dunks. Capella's had a down year uh, as compared to last year and stuff. So Rebecca yeah. Brunson loved. Actually, it wasn't <laughs> Rebecca; it was Jim Pete who's always commenting on the hair, and he's like, "I got oh. hair envy. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't have any." <laughs> So I always got a comment Right, they were the talking hair. about the little dot, the little little color spot. Also, in, uh, having hair. Becca Brunson on the, the broadcast is just great. Yeah. I love that insight. Yeah, really solid. And yeah, she's really finding a way. And yeah, it's it must be hard with the, with the three-man team there. You know what I mean? The three-person yep. booth. So she's finding a way to get in there and provide some probably a little color where, where possible. Um, let's see. The Rockets really turned it up in the third quarter. You know what I mean? They, they kind of coasted in the first half. And this is what they do. Kind of Golden State does the same thing. We'll kind of talk about them here in a little bit. But gave me you know, a few flashbacks to game four of the playoffs sure. last year when they came out of the locker room and scored Started 50 raining. in the third quarter. Oh, crazy. That's what it reminded me. It was happening in the third quarter. I was like, oh, man, flashes. Here we go. Flashes. Yeah, CP3 had a career high um, six threes um, in the third quarter, I believe, just in the third quarter, I think. He, so. he, was, he was like walking into a few open ones, and then he was just like, I'm going to do a heat check, and he didn't get cold. <laughs> so incredible. Houston does not have a good home court advantage. It was, uh, you know, one of those nights where it was kind of not very many people in the bill it looked like a wolves game but the wolves were like the it's, 29th uh, like wor- like worst uh, home attendance is like this is houston come on you guys are good yeah well i mean earlier on the season we had one of the best road attendances though because everyone wanted to come out and see rose but he wasn't out there now, and it's just what i said houston's a fun city neil lots of distractions fun place so, but do now do the you know houston does a baseball team does, does the astros have good fans because in atlanta it's like all basically all their sports teams that have poor attendance for yeah. some reason like, right. I mean, the Astros won the World Series two years ago, so they've been they've been really good for about three or four the seasons. Rockets now. Win the Western Conference Finals. 
else. I mean, it's, 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 that's it's, true. That's a good point. Maybe it's just a winter thing. But um, the Astros went on a uh, trust the process like teardown, right? And they were they were bad. They were the worst team in the league for three or four seasons, and then they'd be one of the best teams in the league. Did for the fans follow them back? So the fans followed them back. Nice. Definitely nice. Good attendance at Houston games. So yeah, losing um, in Houston on Sunday. Scott, anything about else about this game? Houston has great mascots. I just realized uh, that yeah. uh, Orbit is the Astros mascot. He's Orbit, one. Of the, he's nice. one of the most popular easily. And then we got Clutch the Bear. Oh, Clutch the Bear, so it's funny. A good, good city it's for mascots. Big... I don't know what the Texans. Uh, mascot yeah, I've is, never. I can't. I think it's that a one. horse. I think it's. I think it's. Oh, a horse. Okay. I think it's dumb. Um, Tuesday took the L versus Golden State coming back home after the road trip and uh, yeah losing one hundred seven to one seventeen to unfortunately the, to the we had won one game against Golden State like each of the past like four or five seasons we yeah. had like just this crazy run like even in their Usually season at this time of the year too at even, the end even in the uh what is it 73 and nine, nine season yeah. they lost one to the timberwolves in like the final week of the season <laughs> in one of we were in nine. one of the best games of shabazz muhammad's career <laughs> and uh <laughs> remember forever. so even that I, I like to think that we were one of the nine but this year they took care of business against us i know we really uh, did their work for them on our two road trips to the west coast but uh this one was a little bit more competitive yeah, it was a good game pretty much throughout. I really, really enjoyed watching this game. Um, you know, Wolves got up really quick right away. They did, had a 22 um, to 2 run in the first quarter to go up 22 to 9. That was cool to see. Um, but obviously, as, as we like to say on the show, the first quarter is the worst time to <laughs> to be up big, right? Like, That's right. It's going to come back no matter what, even yep. if it was the opposite way, even if it was the Warriors that went up big. It's like, oh, Wolves are going to come back in this one, right? So. That is indeed what happened. You had, uh, you know, the Warriors, uh, you know, keep things even, you know, pretty much, you know, for the rest of that first half. And they were up, I think, like 10 at, <laughs> going into halftime even. And then they really just, um, you know, the Wolves uh, had a 9-0 run uh, to start the third quarter. And then, um, you know, the Warriors were in control for most of the second half for sure. I mean, they were they were ahead, but it never really got into blowout territory. You know, it was, it was kind of like a 12 to 15 point game most of the mm-hmm. second half. So it wasn't really a blowout situation you know Steph Curry was in in the game in the final minute and stuff like that like the Wolves kind of didn't really let it get out of hand and you know that's 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 a win in some ways against Golden State, especially when they're full strength and Durant's playing and everything like that so fun to see especially for the fans in the building yeah um, not as much fun for fans of Tyus Jones pretty rough game for him it's one of those nights that makes me think uh, that I'm correct in saying that everyone's been worrying about who's going to back up the Brinks truck. Maybe what's what's a lesser version of the Brinks truck? What's like a? It's not a truck. Yeah. It's more like a Brinks pickup or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Yeah, the, the briefcase or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, like everyone thinks that someone's going to come and drop money on Tyus, and they've been saying it for years. And for years, my position on the podcast is. I don't think anyone's going to offer Tyus that much money. And I think that, that you point to games like this and you're like, is this your starting point guard? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I just can't even you think about like the teams that need a point guard, like Phoenix, Orlando, like even them. I just can't imagine them looking at Tyus and being like, yeah, that's our starting point. Orlando guard. have their like, point guard of the future. His name is Mark Fultz. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Let's hope he has no discomfort shooting the basketball soon. But, you know, I, I what my point is, I just Tyus is a backup. He's not a starter, uh, in, even in the bad teams in the league. So it's yep. like, I don't know. I think there's going to be a cap on, on what his ultimate high value is here. So, yeah, so he had a bad game against Golden State. It's his team anyway. We all know that. Oh, Jimmy. Uh, but, yeah, what else in this game? Um, let's see. We had, oh, Carl Towns passing Kevin Love for uh, the, yeah, Carl Towns. Uh, he had uh, his, his uh, 152nd franchise 2010 game. 
Put some respect on my name. Remember that. That's right. So he passed Kevin Love. So he's now in second second position behind KG. Do you know the number for number one? I don't really know. It's like it's a huge gap. It's a big number. Yeah. It's like three hundred. The distance between KG's <laughs> records in second place is is monumental. Yes. it is significant. So yeah, maybe Towns can get there. He plays but another still, ten years. I mean, that's, that is remarkable for Towns because I know Kevin Love didn't get a lot of run his rookie season or sophomore season, but he's been he was with the Wolves a lot more seasons than Cat has been. So. Yeah. Um, also in this game, Taj Gibson uh, hurt his calf. He did not play in the second half, and he will not be playing in the Charlotte game uh, that we're recording uh, over here. But um, so, yeah, Taj. Thankfully not shut down from know. the season. Yeah, yet. we'll see. That might be happening. We soon. haven't heard anything. So, yeah, but just a, kind of a classic Golden State Warriors game. So many assists on their made back baskets. Steph Curry went crazy at 22 in the third quarter. 22 points in the third quarter alone. It was a, really the, the Steph Curry show. So. People who went to Target Center to see that got their money's worth there to see Steph. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, just another game against Golden State. We got one more against them, so hey, maybe we'll oh, we get, do have one. We more. do. They're coming back in like a week. Wow! <laughs> so maybe we'll get that chance to to stun them. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> I'm saying there's a chance. Um, all right, should we get to full court press? I think it's time. Let's, let's go do. ahead. Let's let's leave these L's behind us, Neil. Yeah. Let's leave them in the review yeah. mirror. I'm tired of them. Let's look to the future and talk about you know what's really on this team's mind. Yeah. Here's the tip. Okay, we have to talk about some players getting shut down. We've been uh, teasing the subject and joking about the subject. This literally, when I saw this this morning, I tweeted as much. I was thinking about last night. I was like, you told, you texted me. How do you feel about predict it for tomorrow's show? Predict it. Let's do predict it. And I was like, okay, I already know my prediction. My prediction is that Covington's not coming back. Yeah, I was starting to smell like that. Why else is uh, someone who did a D-League rehab... G League, excuse me, rehab. Uh, I haven't heard D League in forever. Yeah. Wow, nice. <laughs> Pulled it out of my back pocket. You're not wrong. I'm, I'm old school. You're not you know, wrong. I'm, just an old yeah. school. I'm an OG. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he did a G League stint like two weeks ago, maybe two and a half weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then he came back and he never played. And right. And the rumors were, it's like, oh, he's close. He's coming back. He's back with the team. He's close. He's been close every week for the past eight weeks. They're but, they're always like he's close. He's close. But there was a time where it was like it, it, like you, you're saying the timeline of like him getting sent down and then coming back and it was like okay this means it and there yeah again we 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 touched on the idea that the, that the team is not very forthcoming with uh, information regarding these guys. But there was like rumors like Krasinski had it and a couple other people had it of like okay. Covington is going to be back within the week. Like there was like a again, never a timetable set on by the team, but you had team sources kind of like saying this stuff. So it felt real, but then they pulled the rug out from under us. So the question is, did they decide? It seems like the way they announced all three today, it was just an organization wide decision. Let's sit some of these guys. We're yep. out of it. Yep. So, Three at once, come on. Yeah, it seems like it probably wasn't uh, Covington's decision at this point, but I just want to know what his real injury was because a bone bruise doesn't make you you know miss more than half the season. A bone bruise doesn't make you miss. I think it can. You know what I mean? It I, must I think have it's been a may, maybe a atypical, but I think a bone bruise is sort of it's it's nebulous, right? It can be lots of things. It can rear its head in weird ways. It can linger for a long time. So. I'm okay with them shutting him down. I just don't know how worried to be. Is it structural? You know, is it? Is it because I think it's pretty serious, it and like that's why it's serious. a good thing that they're shutting him down. Yeah, I have like, no, I have no problems with them shutting him down, yeah. especially at this point. Because I mean, what? Maybe, Might as well. maybe if he could come back a month ago, we'd have a shot at making yeah. the playoffs. But it's not an issue. Yeah, right at now. this point, you're just trying to get information. And I just like, hope well, you know it's not something more serious. Because, yeah, could uh, follow him. Could follow you know, him. Second best player on the team, right there. Yeah, we need him. He just called me Rob Cuff Rocco. 
Yeah, you can. <laughs> second play, yeah, Loco. second best player out there, and you, yeah, you need him out there. So they need to be thinking long term. This year is in the can. Essentially, they need to have him right for you know 80, eighty-two games next year. So smart, well, smart to shut him down. But um, so yeah, the right knee bone bruise there for Covington, and then yeah, so he's played. He played thirty-five total games this season and uh, 22 of those with the Wolves so it was, yeah, we a, great, got about it was quarter, a great 22 games quarter though, of a season it? out of them yeah Gosh, didn't, didn't you love watching those 22 games remember when we gave when the you know the the league kind of gave him a nickname Glovington Glovington remember Glovington oh I sure remember do remember him stealing yeah just just ripping ripping they'll bigs. still call it a Co- Covington if someone rips the ball out even though he hasn't played you know in months yeah I love the Covington it feels so long ago like December like the, the Covington was like December. That was know? the best twenty-two games of the season. Yeah, it was probably true. the best twenty-two games Robert of the season. Robert has been one of the elite defenders in the league for a long time. So yeah, we're hoping uh, uh, speedy recovery. You know, he's got all summer now to get right, and that's cool. Hopefully, he can get right here in the next few weeks, and then you know, spend his summer actually, you know, having a full rehab and also skill development and that kind of thing. You know, you hear about that all the time. Is like it's 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 tough when guys are injured in the summer. Obviously, it's you know better than being injured during the season, but yep. at the same time, you miss that skill development. You know, you miss that time to be able to add things to your game and and really sharpen your skills. So you know, hopefully, Covington. By by sitting out, can kind of get right here in the next few weeks, and then continue to work on his game. Um, All right. Next up on that list, we have Derek Rose. Yeah, D Rose. He's shut down as well. Not a surprise at all. No. Uh, I was thinking earlier in the season, I was wrong about some things when I talked about Rose earlier in the season. He ended up having a better season than I thought. But one thing, totally. I, one thing I wasn't wrong about, and maybe if I, I was wrong because I said he'd only, you know, he's going to miss twenty games. That's what I said earlier. I said you just factor in at least twenty games. Derek Rose can't play. You know more than 60 games in a season and he ended up only playing 51 games which means he ended up missing 30 yeah um this is there's only three seasons in his career where he played less games and only three seasons in his career where he played fewer minutes than this season uh that is in 2011 2012 when he played 39 games he played 25 games in 2017 18 and he played 10 games in 2013 14 so those are very injury rattled seasons so even though it's like this big comeback narrative he's played the the you know fourth fewest games in the fourth least the fourth smallest minutes uh of any time in his career so i mean he was he was good with the minutes he had but it was still something that if you're thinking about resigning him in the future if a few another team is thinking about signing him they're going to look at that and be like oh he's he's really not that much more durable yeah and i think what makes this year interesting with rose is you know we we kind of teased all along or we joked all along that oh rose is going to miss his games or whatever but it usually comes from like a bigger injury and i feel like this was weird because it was like in little short stints. It was like you're out for three games and then you're in for three games. And, yeah, and you know, it, it was, was different off and stuff on. too. Peppered like, the injuries across. <laughs> if, if, if Wolves fans, if you haven't heard this news yet, can you guess what injury he got shut down with? Because you're going to no. get something with your ankle or no. something with the leg. Yeah, and it's and upper it, body. Yeah, it's upper body. It's an elbow. It's a, a you know a I think a bone spurs is yes. what I was talking about yes. and chips. And I think there might be even a small fracture in there, maybe a really tiny one. Yeah. So. Um, you know, go ahead and get it cleaned up. Maybe Rose just realized I've I've done enough to get my next contract, and I've proven myself in the league. So why why risk it in this garbage time of the remaining of the season? You know, yeah, he's had a he's had a better year, even missing you know thirty games. Like we said, he's going to. He's had a better year than we imagined he would. But at the same time, I this injury stuff speaks to why the Wolves can't bring him back. Right? They they can't especially because it wasn't one freaky thing. I think with Covington, it's like, okay, it's this one big injury. 
whatever. And A, they, they already have them under contract, so Covington's coming that's back. Right. That's just but if it was like that, I could see them maybe like overlooking it and being like, okay, it's it's one big freaky injury, whatever. But it's this nagging, you know, on and off kind of stuff that I feel like you can, How can you look at that and be like, yes, we're going to sign this guy up for more yeah, money? It's not like Derek you know, plays 40 games, then misses 20 and then plays the remaining uh, 22. Uh It's he plays three games, misses two. You can't count on him at all. Plays two more games, misses three. Yeah. And when he's out there, he was fine. But, and even great, but in some nights, but you just can't count on him. And that's just the worst. What, what coach wants that? I think ideally what I hope happens for Derek is that he signs with the warriors or something where he can be that backup guard that every year, the warriors need to bring somebody on the team who hasn't, hasn't won a ring that they can all rally behind and be, like let's get cousins a ring this season come on let's do it guys <laughs> and this season last year the year before was David West. Rose, yeah. you know, the year before it was Kevin Durant this year's cousins next yeah. season let's do it for Derrick Rose get him to because I really do think ideally where he does is he goes into a playoff team doesn't have to tax his body at all during the regular season has no demands on him and then you know in some semi-conference final or whatever you know semi-conference final is that the right word for this yeah, yeah. <laughs> conference final semi-conference whatever you get what I'm saying at yeah. some playoff game he, can, he comes off the bench and has a 20 port quarter and everyone feels good about him you know yep. either that or you know maybe hopefully he goes to play for the suns or something you know yeah i think you're right the first part the contender i think is is who i think that's what make the most sense but it depends Spark i guess how plug. much money he wants you know and then uh finally jeff teague is also shut down for the season with the foot injury uh 42 total games for jeff teague this season matador defense by jeff teague yeah maybe because he's injured but yeah kind of the same thing as rose really this year where it's very strange i mean uh but teague uh, different from rose has been really healthy for most of his his career he's the iron man yeah rose has been up and down and has had big injuries and little injuries all all sorts of stuff it's kind of like okay but with teague this has really been his first year he's really struggled with 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 a big injury and, and kind of you know playing you know not even playing three fourths of the season so it's 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 not um, you know it's not good for Jeff Teague and it's not good for the Wolves because unfortunately this injury you know happened this year in sort of a make or break year for Jeff Teague as far as the contract decision goes so you know to me this just signals even more that he's going to opt into that nineteen million I mean yeah. it's not as bad as the D Rose thing where teams are going to look at the injuries but it definitely is a negative thing for his value where they can point to this one season. I mean, the one thing that Jeff Teague does have is if you look at his overall career, he's healthy. And so maybe you could see a team being like, just, well, we can look past this last I year. I just pulled up his basketball reference page. He's never yeah. missed more than 12 games in a season. Yeah, His yeah. previous low had been 70 games played in a season. So, so I guess if you're hoping that he's not back with the Wolves and you have to hope that some franchise looks at that and, and is like, all right, we're going to give him $30 million over three years. I can't see it. Uh, unless there's, I mean, there are some dumb GMs once again looking at you, sons. I know. Uh, it only takes one. I mean, you got keep your fingers crossed let's but go the only uh silver lining to jeff playing so terribly he will opt into next season's contract is that we get contract year jeff teague next sure, season so prove it. maybe he's resting up that body this year he knows his playoff streak he's made the playoffs every year of his career until the season maybe he saw that streak was going to end he decided to rest his body so he can give 120 percent maximum effort next season to get that big contract so hopefully we get contract year jeff teague next year won't that be nice yeah it's going to be interesting to see because you know we, like we're saying we definitely 
suspect that he will opt in and then he's going to be an expiring contract. So it's a matter of, you know, is he is he awesome and the Wolves want to keep him just to hopefully make the playoffs or does he immediately become a trade piece? You know, and there's rumors of, you know, I don't know actually when a guy opts in if how quickly he can be traded. Like, could you trade him at like the draft or something? Like, I think he he won't opt in until after the draft. So it'll have to be after that. But in between, I think you could trade him right away because he's staying on the same team. But yeah, so maybe they'll move him before the season starts as like a sign and trade thing. Like there's not a lot of there's not there's just he's going to have no value this summer, even as an expiring, especially as a one year deal, though. Yeah. Yeah. It it all all is going to depend. Very likely is going to have to be he's going to start the season with the Wolves and hopefully looks good enough that he becomes a player that can be traded. Yeah, you know, but if he for, looks good enough, yeah. then we're going to want him to ride out his contract with us so he can yeah. ride into the playoffs. You know? True. Yeah, it's, that's it's, a tough it'd thing. It would be a very weird scenario where he's like playing really well next season. We're like, good, let's trade him for another really good point guard. Yeah. You know, it's just it's a weird situation. Yeah, I guess in that situation, it would be good to have Ty still on the team then because then he can step in, even though you don't really want him as your starting point guard. He could step in for a half season or something like that and, 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 and make it work. Well, I think um, we need a new point guard on the team sure. next year. Even yeah. if Jeff Teague and Tyus get brought we have to back, shoot higher than I, both I those honestly guys. think the most, uh, uh, the most. Uh, what am I trying to say here? Like the the version that I put my money on for next year, most likely is scenario, bo- both yeah. Teague and Tyus back. Yeah, I think both of them will be back, and then I think we'll have to add another point guard in the vein of like Derrick Rose. So because you know how many times this season have T- Teague and Tyus not cut it, and we actually needed Derrick Rose. You know, yeah. we need a better player than both of them. Is we, what we need. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so we're shutting down those guys. Sorry, guys. Your season's over. That's how it goes. But uh, maybe with all their free time, they can spend a little time this weekend watching some NCAA basketball. He's hitting up. Nice segue, Scott. All right. We are now talking about players that you can watch in the NCAA tournament who might be drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, by the way, everyone, we're in tank mode now. Tank time. I know last week I was saying, let's go for those 40 wins. But now, you know, these guys are shut down. It's clear we sw- we've shifted to tank mode. Gotcha. And that means we got to think about our lottery pick, which, you know, if we lose tonight against Charlotte and the Lakers stay firm, we will fall from 12th worst record to tie the Lakers for the 10th worst record. And that's the kind of uh, playoff race that you can get behind, if you will, you know? Yeah, that's right. So the Wolves have like 10 games left. The league has like 10 games left. And um, as it stands right now, we're kind of in that nine to twelve range. I'm not sure. I think you know, like like you just said, we could be moving moving closer to one uh, given the given day upcoming days. But so it'll, it'll fluctuate a little bit. But yep. you know, for these purposes, we're going to imagine we're going to be drafting between nine and twelve uh, in the lottery, and we have some players. For you to watch, I did a little deep dive here on a couple guys, and then uh, we have some other names as well. First guy up is uh, Rui Hachimura. He um, is uh, a Gonzaga player. The first two players we're going to talk about are Gonzaga players. Gonzaga is a number one seed in this year's tournament, so hopefully they'll be playing for a while. We got a, He's a 6'8 power forward. He's a junior. And when he is drafted, he will be the first Japanese-born player drafted to the NBA. There's That's been, awesome. There's been Japanese guys who have played in the league before, but just for small amounts of time, and they've never been drafted. So he will be the first Japanese-born player drafted. He's the best player in Gonzaga. Um, can he lead them to the Final Four? We'll see. Um, pros, he's kind of like a face-up uh, power post uh, power forward guy. Kind of reminds me of like... Thad Young? Reminds me of, reminds me of Thad, yes. And he reminds me of like Blake Griffin or oh, Julius sure. Randle. Um, small ball four, great handle. Um, good. Um, athleticism. He can get the ball off the off the rim and take it down to the other end of the court. 
play super hard, um, you know, but uh, unfortunately, he's not a really good shooter. So, um, you know, he's, yeah, but it's, it's kind of an Okogi situation where his form looks good. It's not like he's a broken shot. He's, they don't really go in. Um, and then he's improved his defense. He's kind of a tweener, and he's already 21 years old. So um, this is somebody who's definitely coming out, I think. Uh, he's a junior. You know, he's getting a little bit older, so it's, it's time to go for him. And, and um, you know, I'd like to see the, the Wolves be able to get, um, you know, we'll see. Basically, I think the Wolves are draft the best player available <laughs> you know like i would imagine what a wild concept what a wild is, concept right? i think in the lottery that's hey, how I'm it looking, goes i'm looking at you west johnson boogie cousins you know last year Ugh. we last year we were later in the first round and i think yeah. once you get over there you can kind of pick your spots a little bit more especially if you think you're going to be a playoff team going forward Look but for, for the complementary pieces but right now we need help everywhere everywhere so, i mean maybe the only thing we wouldn't draft <laughs> is a center yeah that might be the only place if like the best player on the board was a center we might be like well we got gorgie and cat for the next forever so maybe not but yeah yeah even well, then i say take the best player yeah available. and the next player is pretty much a center he's kind of he's a little bit bigger he plays alongside um hachimura in gonzaga so when you're watching gonzaga this is um what they call the best front court in um college basketball just right two, now six eight dudes just two big you know six eight dudes a little undersized but Both that's, juniors. that's okay for that's okay for college basketball this guy is brandon clark uh yes power forward center junior he's the wcc uh defensive player of the year that's good he is just a freaky athlete. Just he is just jumping out of the place. He got super long arms. He's blocking shots. Defense is his calling card. Um, you know, just very good defensive instinct. Stays down on pump fakes. Uh, explosive finisher at the rim. Kind of going up for oops and stuff like that. But he can also put on the floor and dribble a little bit and get get to the hoop. He's kind of again a, a tweener between a power forward and a center. Um, but the downside of him and Hachimura to some degree, um, but especially with Brandon Clark, is he is the second oldest player in the draft. He will be twenty three years old when the season starts which is like you know it really takes a special team to really be able to pick this guy and be like okay we're okay with the lack of upside you know we're okay with the fact that this is might be a finished product and so it'll be interesting to see who takes him and he doesn't really have much of a three-point shot he complete he's a junior so he spent his first two years at a different school and now this is his third year he's been at gonzaga and they rebuilt his shot um but he's kind of like an athletic defensive big um, power forward guy kind of like jeremy grant john collins jordan bell from golden state so but a worse shooter worse shooter than those guys yes so this is someone who is really intriguing look at this guy and it is crazy how long his arms are and his defensive ability but man drafting a 23 year old in the lottery can oh. you imagine i mean they did with buddy healed well, well, how, how old is kata <laughs> yeah kata sure he's I been a long time there too yeah kata played four years yeah he's you probably know. like 22 yeah i think yeah. he might be 23 so I yeah mean, once again we got him in the second round probably because of his age but, yes you know it's it just the whether the question of are you trying to get like your next superstar or or, you know, this is once we're saying, you know, we were just talking about taking the best talent available. And I guess that's kind of weird, you know, because on one hand, you could say he's 23. He's more talented than these 18 yes, year olds. He's more experienced. But yeah. give these 18 year olds three years and they might be better. But do we have the three years to wait to develop 18 year olds? You know, these are the kinds of questions that the next GM or maybe Scott Layden will have to answer. You know, we don't that's know. Right. This next guy I've actually heard of. Yes, this is someone that I've heard of, too. I probably he's one of the big three that went to Duke. I mean, everyone knows about Zion. Uh, what's the RJ Barrett? RJ Barrett is the other one, and then for me, the big three, of course, was my man Trey Jones. <laughs> Trey Jones is my man. Yeah, Trey Jones, but yes. Cam Reddish, he was supposed to be the shooter, the dead, the lockdown shooter on this Duke team. 
Uh, he's a long defensive wing. He's got a 7-1 wingspan. He's 6-9, so he's bigger than both the front court guys from Zaga, uh, even though he's a freshman playing small forward. So you got to right. like that length. A 7-1 wingspan, 6-9. That's good. He's got a high floor of a 3 and D wing. Like I said, he was trying to be, uh, he was supposed to be the the shooter of that team. Yeah. And, you know, when you got a 7-1 wingspan, you better be able to defend a little bit. And his shot looks good. I was watching video on him today, and it, it, it's very much um, kind of like Hachimura, who we're talking about. The shot looks good. It's just not really going in for him this year. Yeah, absolutely. But he's still young. Um, he's going to start next year. His rookie season, uh, he won't even be 20 when crazy. he starts next year. Yeah, so crazy. That's that Josh Okoge youth right there. Uh, he's got some NBA moves and tools. When you see him, if you watch the tapes, you can kind of see you know some NBA game in there. He looks out of place in the college game almost. And it's weird because it's not like he's dominating. He's actually had a very disappointing season. He was like a top five guy for a while, but now it's like he's slipping. So he's had the most disappointing season of all these Duke guys. But it's like it's hard to he have. Looks good. It's hard to have like four or five of the best players in the country come and all yeah. gel on the team. Yeah. I mean, Trey Jones, my man, is doing his job. You know, like he's the underrated star of this Duke team because he's making sure Zion gets his touches. He's making sure RJ gets his touches. And the only, you know, the one person who seems not to be flourishing quite the same way is Cam. But it's hard to go from somebody who's the best, one of the best players in the country in high school to taking a third, you know, third uh, spot on a team. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I can kind of understand that. I'd be more excited to see what hit some of his, uh, you know, what do they call those days when you go and work out for a team, some of his workouts. Yeah. I think yeah, it could be combat, really cool to yeah. see what kind of range he has. Yeah. Um, you know, some comps that you've listed are Paul George, Kyle Kuzma, Jason Tatum. Uh, I love the, you know, the wingspan of those guys. Those are all guys yeah. who have some length. Uh, you know, Kuzma and even Tatum have some straight, some ways to go on defense still, but they're young guys. So that makes sense. I would be shocked if he fell to us, but Me I too. would definitely be a bo- uh, like all about it if he did, because I think, you know, three and D and especially with the emphasis on a three is what we need the most. Yeah. And, and, you know, like you said, this is, you know, this is somebody who yeah, is playing behind Zion and, and RJ Barrett and stuff. So I don't know, it could be a steal if he falls to us. Cause he's not having a great year at Duke, but again, he's really showing the signs of being a, a solid NBA player as far as what he looks like. Um, I should say that these are all I've, I've not watched a game of college basketball this year. This is all stuff I kind of researched today. Did a, did a pretty good deep dive, watched some video, went to a whole bunch of sites and got some notes and stuff. So I don't know too much about these guys, but I, we're just bringing you guys who are in the tournament, who are in the range of the Wolves and two guys you might want to check out. Um, a couple other names. Um, not going to go as long as the, on these guys. DeAndre Hunter from Virginia. They are also a number one seed, so they should hopefully be in there a long time. 3 and D guy, very good shooter. Just can't really create from many people uh tyler hero um from kentucky he's um actually uh he went to high school in milwaukee so he's a wisconsin kid know that you're my hero (laughs) he transferred he so he he's from milwaukee he declared for wisconsin and then decommitted and went to kentucky he's gonna be a villain (laughs) i know they hate him they hate him um he'll be great here we hate people from wisconsin white guy pure pure shooter looking like jj reddick out here coming off the picks and shooting threes you know you know the type um just pure pure shooter um and then kobe be white from North Carolina, point guard um, slash shooting guard dude. For, shoot first point guard. Think uh, you know Damian Lillard kind of type can get a shot from anywhere. But he's a bigger guy too. So a couple other names to look for there while you're watching March Madness this season. All right, last thing here, Scott. Let's keep going. He's on fire. Yeah, this right. is more of a quick hitter. Um, shouts to our friends in Nebraska. They've been going through some terrible flooding. Uh, well, thinking about you, Nebraska. I was born in Nebraska. Same here. 
Grand Island. Hey. Uh, I lived there for all of three months before we moved. Yeah, but we don't remember it. I was born there, technically. That's right. That's right. It's and, our birth certificate. Uh, yeah. Growing up, uh, our dad was a fan of the Cornhuskers, so we were, that was when they were really good having undefeated seasons. So by proximity, we caught a little bit of that. Um, but Nebraska going through some flooding, uh, so they haven't officially announced this yet. One reason we think why is that Nebraska is still in the NIT Our tournament right now. The yeah. season isn't over. <laughs> and I also think that with all the flooding, that it's not the best time to make a PR, you know, sure. <laughs> move. Make a move. Um, but according to reports, what was the firm and final? Firm and final. <laughs> is the reports about it. So uh, the mayor going to Nebraska, back to college yeah, hoops. Hopefully, back to the Midwest. Yeah, well, I mean, he stayed in the Midwest. Yeah, he loves from, the Midwest. From Ames to Chicago to Lincoln, I think. Lincoln, Nebraska. Yep, I think <laughs> that's correct. And so, yeah, staying in the Midwest, loves, loves that. And uh, it, I think that what's relevant for us is that means, I mean, he was probably the number one most rumored There's name. There's so much smoke. There's so much smoke. I mean, we know Glenn loves him. Yeah. And so we were, and, and this is always the disconcerting part is that it's like, yeah, he's going to be here. We don't know if he's going to be coach or GM, but it's who cares? Yeah, it's just yeah. like, well, that's not good when you're like, who cares what role he takes? Right. And report, that means he's probably not very good at either of them. Reportedly, you know, the GM position might have been open for, for Fred here in Minnesota, but his heart's really in coaching, even if that means coaching at the college level. So he'd rather be in the NBA as a coach, but if he can't get that, then he still wants a coach. He made me else. nervous. It was, it was, if he got hired, I would have tried to keep an open mind. Mind, I would be on this pod saying, let's pump the brakes. Let's give him a yeah, shot. Wait, wait. But, uh, you know, it just he hasn't proven it in the NBA. I know he hit some really bad circumstances during his years in Chicago. He was yep. kind of set up to fail. But at the same point, we haven't seen him prove that he belongs in the NBA. And we're just we're at a point where we can't keep taking you know, gambles on coaches. We need, we need, we thought we were getting the sure thing by doing Tibbs, obviously, because he had such a track record, but it's hard to, it's hard to gamble on people at this point. Cause it's just like how many coaches and how many years can we force cat to, you know, play for sure. Yeah. It's totally. not a good look. It's yeah. not, a, it's not the look of organizational stability that you want to project. To players. <laughs> exactly. All right. So shout out to Fred for getting a job. He's going to be all right. He's been back in the college game. The pressure's lower. Stakes are lower there, but uh, yeah. So, Fred Hoiberg, Nebraska. stay dry in Nebraska. Yeah, <laughs> stay dry out there. All right, let's uh, let's get to sponsor paying the bills. This week's sponsor comes to us from the Minnesota Timberwolves directly. They had to get the word out about their 2019 2020. Hey everybody, season ticket memberships. Be nice to your season ticket reps when they call. They're doing their best job. They're, they have a hard t- they have a hard job. It's that time of the year again. Season ticket memberships for the 2019 2020 Timberwolves season are now on sale. Now is the time for you to get in on the action. That's right. You may have noticed that the Timberwolves are finally not straight up bad. We've graduated to Simply League Average. Baby steps, people! Yeah, we know you uh, enjoy attending live NBA basketball games and enjoy seeing the best basketball players in the league. That's why we want to let you know that this year's NBA champion will play at Target Center at least one time next season. Check it out. Check it out. Maybe twice. And while you're in the building, be sure to stick around for halftime where you know you will see washed up R&B stars from the late 80s. One hit wonders, baby. As far as personnel goes, Carl Anthony Towns is fun to watch, win or lose. And the new head coach next year is likely to be a good old card-carrying country club member. That's right, nostalgia. Listen, we know you love basketball and you need something to watch between Vikings and twin season. And who wants to drive all the way to St. Paul to watch the Wild? They're not even good. Ah. So act now and lock in your seats because next year can't be as bad as this year, can it? Thank you, the Minnesota Timberwolves, for their sponsorship of this week's episode of Wolves Cast. Time for Predict It. We'll predict it. We'll predict it. 
All right. I was a little surprised, Neil, looking at our past predictions. We've only done two predictits all season. Wow. I don't know why that is. I guess uh, it's just... maybe because uh, here's a little spoiler alert. We did very, very poorly on our <laughs> predictions this year. We're not very good at this. Yep. But uh, luckily for you, you only have two, and I have yeah, four. Yeah, you did it once with Robert. Once so, Robert. yeah. So, we, before we make new predictions, we need to run through some of our uh, past failures. All right. You want to get started with the first one? For yeah. Me? First one, um, I predicted that I predicted the Wolves uh, would make another deal before the trade deadline uh gorgie i said or tyus jones tolliver maybe and uh nah none of that this stuff was happened. right after the butler trade yeah i thought there'd be one more deal coming i thought, I thought they so would too. for sure clear out taj or tolliver but we, no you didn't know that it was going to be a lame duck gm when you made nah, that call though that's true that's true all right my prediction was that rose was going to be voted into the all-star game he definitely had the fan vote lots of steam he had the fan vote but i forgot how much they weigh the coach and the uh player votes yep so he definitely did the fan vote side of the equation, but they were never going to let him in. I, so predict- I was wrong. I predicted that Carl Towns would win the three-point shootout at All-Star Weekend. Uh, this not was only did he not win it, he didn't play. Obviously, this was before the the, the, the whole uh, lineup was uh, was announced, but uh, yeah, he did not uh, participate. I hope someday he will because, uh, come on, they got the big guys in there now. Kevin Love's won it. Let's go. All right, and my final prediction from that early predicted session was technically not wrong yet. I predicted that Andrew Wiggins was going to finish the season shooting 38% from the three-point line. <laughs> oh, no. He's currently shooting 97 of 295 for a solid... Thir- it's not even a solid 33%. It was like a... <laughs> Below two, league It average. was a 32-9, so I rounded it up to 33. So nice. it's not even a solid 33%. Nice, nice, nice. Barely a 33%. Yeah. But the good news is if he hits his next 25 consecutive three-pointers, he'll be up at 38%. He could just stop right there. It's all possible. There's still time. There's still time is what I'm saying. I'm not technically wrong yet. So possible. All right. Bringing it into when Rob and I were making predictions, I predicted that Josh Okogie's team would win the Mountain Dew Kickstart Rising Stars Challenge. I'm still shocked I got this one wrong. He yeah. had Luca on his team. They had the better team. Oh, they had the better team. But yeah. nope, the USA beat the world team 161 to 144. Ah, devastating. I also, we were facing a week where we had back-to-back games against the Phoenix Suns, home in a road, and I just had no faith in us taking care of business on a back-to-back against, come on, the fifth worst team in the league, fourth. <laughs> and uh, actually, I was proven wrong, thankfully. Uh, my cynicism for once wasn't rewarded, and I got that one incorrect. I thought they would lose one of those two games. Uh, Robert predicted that the Wolves will regret letting go of James Nunnally, and maybe we wit did but he also said he would flourish with the Rockets he ended up only playing two games for the Rockets and hasn't played another game in the NBA since I feel bad for that dude he was so excited to be in the league yeah he's back in Europe now yeah hopefully he gets some run next season um, just unfollowed him on Twitter too on the Wolves cast account that's tough that's sorry tough. not only <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when you know it's not good it's over and then Robert's final prediction is the next drama we Wolves fans will experience will center around Jeff Teague um, probably not I think most of the drama has been around Wiggins and stuff I yeah. don't think there's been a lot of Teague drama especially because he hasn't been playing that much I mean people are disappointed in him because he's not good in yeah. the season yeah. um, but I don't necessarily call that drama all right, let's get to new predictions. And these we are just have, going to, uh, yeah. uh, we're going to do one for the end of the season, and we're going to do for one the for the playoffs, and then we'll do our off-season predictions before the summer break. All right, so for my Wolves prediction for the rest of the season, I'm going to predict that Carl Towns will not make an all-NBA team. Ooh, yeah, drama. Just respect on my name, remember that. I'm sorry, I'm not saying that you haven't had a great, you know, post-All-Star second half of the season. Oh, my God! I know you really want it, Towns, but especially with the way the team's record has fallen off, and especially with how I feel like they're going to finish these last 10 games, 
When I look at the end of the season, Rudy Gobert is looking real good. His team is going to be, they might have home court advantage. Uh, you know, I think that the voters are going to reward the winning ways of the Utah Jazz. That's how Towns made it last year. His team won 47 games or whatever. So oh, he just made like those NBA voters team. rewarded Rudy Gobert with an all-star spot? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they're going to look at All-NBA differently and, and really get that winning in there. So I, I think Rudy Gobert is going to edge out Towns for all NBA. Well, what fans, do you think about that? Here's my here's uh, some helpful advice maybe to you. I was before I came here today, Neil, I saw I thought on the docket that we might be talking about all NBA in towns. And then I saw Zach Lowe and Ryan Russillo dropped a podcast talking all NBA. Wow. And I listened to it and I listened to it for like 30 minutes and they get to Cat at the very end. I should just skip, team. skip to the very end if you want to hear what they say about Cat. <laughs> and they just skip over Cat almost because Lowe considers him a lock. Huh. Zach Lowe says the centers are going to be Joel Yep, Jokic. Uh, Jokic and Cat. Because um, they say you can't give it to Anthony Davis at, right. at this point. Nah. Which, one, do you think that Wolves games. fans should be worried that Kat, that Rich Paul basically did Cat a favor? Sure. Like if it wasn't for Rich Paul, Cat wouldn't get this money. Wow, chess moves. Yeah, he's already trying so to get Cat on ahead. clutch in the future. So many steps ahead. I'm just I'm just saying, if you see, there's a little bit of smoke. So maybe you watch out if you see Rich Paul in the Twin Cities. Let's uh, throw some water on him like uh, he's uh, Tommy Lauren. Maybe know? Towns is going to lock it down then. If you say that, you know, two uh, at least one of those people has a vote. So maybe uh, yeah, he just uh, considered it a lock. He, would, he considered it not even worth talking about, which was kind of surprising. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, they've been wrong before. I just think that you know he has a pretty good shot of it especially if he continues even though it's a losing team they, they did like 35 they, games they did more of a breakdown about whether bradley beal should be on it because he's on a losing team and zach Lowe just made the point that all the wins they do have are because of because beal. of him yeah, they're yeah. because of beal they can say the same about and he, yeah and they're also saying that beal has been the thing that's kept this team from sinking completely during a really turbulent season and guess what that's what towns has done as well so we'll see what happens. I'm sure it'll go down on how he finishes it. But if he finishes going at the pace that he is now, I think there's a good chance he'll make it. Yeah. All, All right. Speaking of Towns. Speaking of Towns, I think in one of these final games, especially now that he doesn't have to share the ball so much with people like Rose or Teague or anything like that, I think it's time for Towns to get another 50-pointer. You know? Oh, predicting another 50 spot. Yeah, it's just like there's, you know, that we don't have lots of healthy point guards. Tyus is our only point guard. And so, like, we don't have to worry about moving the ball around. Let's just give it to Cat. Let let Cat take as many shots as he wants. I think that is really the end game here of uh, the Timberwolves season is that it's Cat's show. And he's going to be able to take as many shots as he wants. And if he wants to go for 50, he's going to have all the time in the world to do it. So, I know we got some tough games. But, you know, who knows? Like, if the, Rap- the Raptors are the final home game in the season, what if they just rest everybody, you know, against the Timberwolves? Cat could get you know 50 on the backups of Toronto yeah if he keeps playing yeah that's especially yeah that's the other thing about all NBA is I feel like Towns will probably finish out the season like I don't think there's gonna be a shutdown in order for him no, so no, he does he have that, make going that all NBA team and yeah. I mean maybe if he gets like 50 in like the third or fourth to last game of the season he might shut it down to be like I'm going out with a 50 point exclamation mark there's my case I rest the case <laughs> um, but we'll see I just think it's gonna happen all right um, let's do some predictions for uh, just the play Playoffs for the greater NBA and what we think might happen in the playoffs. I'll go first. I'm going to predict that the Sixers, the Philadelphia 76ers, will make... One, two, three, four, five Sixers? Yes, they will make the NBA Finals. They will be your Eastern Conference champs. Uh, maybe some of this is uh, colored by last night's win over the Celtics. I watched that game and well, really had, enjoyed it. They had a good it. week. They beat the Celtics and the Bucks. And the right? Bucks, yeah. It's They're like one six in a row. 
I'm feeling Jimmy Butler's swag right now. He, I think, uh, yeah, obviously he's not, uh, you know. That sound drop is not on this board anymore. He's not in here, no. Yeah, it is. Oh, here it is. My swag is crazy right now. Oh. I just think in the playoffs, Jimmy Butler is going to you know, make some hay here. Obviously, Joel looks great. Um, they're going to be rounding into shape. And I don't know. I, I like I like their collection of guys right now. And uh, I don't know. I, I think they have the right group to make it to the finals. It's kind of wide open in the East. Obviously, you know, Milwaukee has been the best team in the league all year. But they got a lot of guys there who haven't really been there before. And can Giannis really lead his team to the finals right now? Maybe he can. But, um, you know, I well, think between... Well, if you're going to go the, with the been there before argument, shouldn't you be picking the Celtics? Say, like, hey, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Philly has not made it past the second round, I don't think. So, right. for sure. I, Butler's I guess never right made there. it past the second Butler, round. Yeah, Butler, you'd be counting on Jimmy Butler to lead you to the NBA Finals. No, can it, can that's the happen? problem. Who's leading them? Well, they have four leaders all going in their own directions. There's only one ball. Well, Jimmy's the most vet, so and yeah, also, I'll, I'll I mean, give him the nod for leadership. I think it's going to be awkward chemistry-wise because I think some of these games, if they really want to win, they're going to have to sit Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons can't shoot, and you can really plan for that in the playoffs. And so I think that Ben team. Simmons will get game-planned off the floor. This is why I've, I've brought up this point. I think Ben Simmons is the most overrated player in the league just in the sense that everyone's like, he's a top 25 player. I'm like, you can game plan around that dude and just dare him to shoot. And for whatever reason, like this is the thing I was really upset about is I watch teams play and they don't do that. They stick up on him. They go over mm. screens. It's like, why are you going over screens on Ben Simmons? He has never made a three pointer in his NBA career. Yeah. You know? I think so. it's like the same thing with Giannis is just like, they're so good at like even taking a little bit of space and getting into the paint. That's like, you're not guarding them to like guard the three. You're guarding them to like not give them a step into the paint or something like that. But I, I don't really understand it either, but maybe a little bit of this for me is like, I think the Sixers are the most interesting team going into the playoffs and I could see them making some noise so they are that I'm so I'm so interested in seeing what they can be here and you know I don't love Joel sure I don't love I think his antics are over the top and and whatever but I I I do like the collection of guys they have and I'm fascinated to see how they will play in the playoffs so I'm gonna I'm gonna put my chip on them uh, going to the NBA finals before I saw you making this prediction I was gonna make my own Sixers prediction which is there I'm going to it's gonna be my favorite part of the playoffs all the schnodenfreude I get when they lose in the second round they're losing in the second round and then they're going to be like oh wow we traded away all of our assets so we could finish the exact same way we finished last season awesome yeah and then Sixers fans will light themselves on fire because <laughs> you know poor Sixers fans they were so patient for so long then they get a Colangelo in there and and then it followed by Elton Brand and they're just like let's burn through all of our assets to try and make a run this season yeah so um you know I, I have to admit, when I watched Jimmy hit that shot and he took that little like stance where he was like surfing, you know, he held the post. Yeah. I was like, oh man, Jimmy's fun. Jimmy's a fun <laughs> player. Fun, yeah. I know he's a villain now here, and he's still a villain in my heart, but he's a fun villain. You know, he's like he's like Eric Killmonger in Black Panther. You're like, I'm having fun with this villain. I don't want him to die. <laughs> and so uh, I predict though that they will go no further than the second round. All right. And then my prediction, I will go fast because I've said it a few times. I said it at the beginning of the season. I said it at the midpoint of the season. I feel less confident in it than ever, but I'm still going to stick to my guns and say Warriors going undefeated in the playoffs 16 and 0 I mean it's still on the table it doesn't they haven't gelled as much they've looked very out of it it looks like they don't care at all about the regular season but if they can and who knows what you know we always say they can flip the switch the only thing I'm worried about is that they'll decide they don't need to flip the switch until the conference finals so they're fine with like dropping (laughs) one game in the semis or something because they don't care that's how like nonchalant they can be 
I'm not sure if they want they have anything to prove to anyone, and right. I feel like if you're going to go 16 and 0, it's because you have something to prove. But at the same time, I'm just going to stick with my prediction: uh, Warriors go undefeated. Yeah, I could see it, and it'll be the end of this boring dynasty. It'll be the final <laughs> way to be like, right, yep, enough. there's no pair, there's no reason to watch the finals anymore because they're so good. And they just proved it by going 16 and 0. Kevin Durant, please leave this team. All right. There we go. Well, let's hope one of those is right because so far all our predictions have been wrong. It's been a bad season. It's been a tough time. All right. Let's. Uh, so, what, well, we kind of predicted against each other on the Sixers. So, at least that. <laughs> yeah, really. They're actually just going to go to the conference finals. So, the difference between us. Uh, one of us has to be right. All right. Let's get to weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your weekly. Wolfie. Giving out awards, it's Weekly Wolfies. Scott, why don't you get us started off today? Okay. Why don't you drop Honorable an award on Honorable mention us? to Spencer Dinwiddie, my guy, for saying the NBA shouldn't have any games on April 26th so everyone in the league can go see Avengers Endgame. Nice. My guy. Yeah. I love Marvel movies. The Wolf should trade for Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> Purely, he just signed. Purely because I want to go to some midnight showings with him. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my prediction, this came after. I went and got lunch today, Neil, in the, in the St. Paul Skyways. Nice. It's a real meal delicatessen. It's a great deli. Uh, they have one in Minneapolis too. Check it out. They Ooh. give you so much food for your money. I'm always oh, you get so like full. a sandwich. Or what well, we they have this great like brown bag lunch special. It's Sammy's, oh. so it's like really good sandwiches. But you can get sandwich, chips, cookie, soda for like eight bucks, and it's like a good sandwich. And the cookies are giant. And I always substitute that cookie for some soup, so I get a soup, oh. chips, Sammy, soda, Look eight bucks. It's a great deal. And uh, <laughs> they have a TV in their restaurant. It's usually on NFL, ESPN's NFL channel every time, regardless of the time of year you go in. It's always on the NFL. <laughs> Summer. It's like, <laughs> how can ESPN have programming about the NFL 24 <laughs> yeah. all, all the time? 12 but, months a year. Yeah, exactly. So I went in today, though, and it was at the very end of the Gopher game. Gopher versus Louisville. Uh, Gopher upset, you know, beat the number seven ranked Louisville team. Um, so that was fun for the Golden Gophers. We, ne- we didn't go to the U of M, so we don't have any fondness for them. But it's always nice when Minnesota does here. good stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy when other people are happy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so that made a lot of people happy. But I got, I was ordering my lunch, and there was like 50 seconds left in the game. And I finished my lunch and the game just ended and so it's just like oh my god college basketball I've got how terribly boring it is it's a very boring sport and also like the way there's like the Gophers call the timeout that play they inbounded the ball and they couldn't move it up the court so they called another timeout Ugh, and then they god. they couldn't get the ball inbound for that next play so they called another timeout and the way they, they go so slow and they delay the game so much and like literally it was it was it took 20 minutes to play the final 60 seconds of that game and i was like so man crazy. people complained about the nba about this and i just thought the nba has been tweaking the end of game rules for so many years that i i didn't notice how much of an improvement it's been since even like 5 or 6 years ago it used to be that the joke was the final 2 minutes of an nba game took longer than you know the whole third quarter and they have thus done small rule changes to the nba year after year to eliminate timeouts when you could call a timeout where the ball gets advanced to and the NBA has has just improved that aspect so much that I hadn't even noticed it but I'm like yeah the NBA does a really good job with that I mean sometimes you get a little bit of you know that but it's not like it's not yeah, like the yeah, stuff, yeah yeah exactly yeah. so I just think I want to say good job NBA it's it's great that you've been tweaking your rules and you're always up to modernize and improve things and you did it so subtly I didn't even notice so thank you NBA for fixing some things like that yeah, that's why we prefer the league in a lot of ways One one of many reasons. It's great to watch uh, college right now, but uh, over the course of the season, nah. <laughs> Not so much. Nah. All right, my Wolfie goes to uh, Judith Hill. She was the um, halftime show uh, this week for uh, Tuesday night uh, for the um, second to last uh, Prince Night. 
Why don't you purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? That's right. The Wolves uh, wore their um, City Edition uh, Prince jerseys. Uh, A.K.A. the best Wolves jerseys ever. So good. Uh, against uh, the Warriors on Tuesday. And uh, they've been doing these nights. These Prince nights are wonderful. Everyone been- got a Minneapolis sound shirt this time. Oh, cool. We've been talking about them all year. They play Prince songs. If anybody has those purple rally towels I gave out that say, uh, I like Hollywood. I just like Minneapolis a bit more. I still want one of those. So, you know, we can make a trade. Yeah, those cool giveaways. They give, they do like music from Prince all night. And then they have a halftime show where they usually pick a Prince collaborator or someone who's, uh, you know, related to Prince Sheila in some e, musical way. Morris Days perform. Yeah, exactly. So Judith Hill is not someone I had heard of before. I looked her up on Prince Wikipedia. Discovered her. Prince essentially discovered her in, in some ways and produced her 2015 album. Um, so she's a vocalist. She plays piano. But this was just one of the... One of the better halftime shows I've seen in a while. She had a piano and she had a guitar, uh, electric guitar, and then she had a gentleman with her who was like beatboxing. And so, like, it was just a great deal. And this is also a shout out to the International League Pass, where I watched this from the comfort of my own home. I did not have tickets to the Golden State game, but I could watch the in arena feed during timeouts. And so I watched the halftime show, and Judith Hill was incredible. She did kind of a medley of four different print songs. Like, she would alternate between piano and guitar. Um, she did Nothing Compares to You, Kiss. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Kiss, Adore. Underrated. And Black Sweat. Deep Cut. Uh, isn't that the one? I'm trying to think of what is the one that the Wolves used to play like in the arena? After, There's been a lot of different ones. Been they used so to many. do Funk and Roll to the tip That's off. That's the one I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, the Funk really and Roll. But yeah, Black Sweat. Artificial Age was a good album, folks. <laughs> so, so yeah, the Prince Nights have been incredible, and this halftime show is just another reason why. Um, there's one more Prince Night, so go to. Go, go to. Um, uh, I think it's the, Miami. Okay, it's the Miami game. You yes. get a seven-inch vinyl with uh, "Rock and Roll Is Alive" and it lives in Minneapolis. Yeah, and that's so cool. So cool. I mean, they didn't do any bobbleheads this year, and I and like I've made fun, obviously and justifiably, of the stupid bullseye plush toys I've been giving away. But the Prince giveaways have been really good. Yeah, I think the Prince. Honestly, if we look back at the season, probably the highlight of it is how well they handled all the Prince stuff. So totally. All right, that's Wolfies. Congratulations to all our winners. Let's get to a game. All right, Neil. It is time for a game. It's like the match game. You the know? match game. The, so we have five questions. The match game. We've each uh, written down our own answers to these questions. And so like the match game, I will try to predict what you have answered, and you will try to predict what I have answered. Aha. All right. So our first question, Neil, is who is your second favorite player on this Wolves team? After Carl Anthony Towns. I just I made the assumption that cats are both of our favorite players. He's my yep. favorite player. Is he your favorite player? Rightfully on this team? so, yes. Yeah, okay, yes, good. Yes, Put yes, some yes, respect yes. on his name. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So the you have to guess who my second favorite player is. I have to guess who your second favorite player is. All right, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna guess that your second favorite player is someone whose jersey you bought this season. I'm talking Taj Gibson. Yes. Wow. Yeah, just the consummate professional. I think uh you know, if Lou Wall played more games, he might have put it in. Uh, uh, because I feel like every time I watch Lou Wall Dayton play basketball, I'm like, oh, I want to try that next time I play pickup. But the other guy on that is Taj, who is consummate professional, steady as it goes. You know, everything else has been chaos this season. He's been Mr. Reliable, willing to, to take the role on the bench without complaining. And he's another guy that when I watch him play, I'm like, oh, I got to try that. I got to try that post move. I got I got to add that to my game. I feel like I'm learning every time I watch him. Nice. All right, y'all. I'm going to go ahead and take the guess that yours is Robert Covington. You got it. Nice. 
Roco, I will have your jersey someday. Um, That's right. I'm, I'm going to have to, I think, make a custom one for, for Covington with the blue, with the icon. So, really? Yeah, that's probably my next one. I'm gonna I can't make. They just don't have it in stock, so I got to make it. Neil, do you know what number Dario Sarge is off the top of your head? Um, I don't. It's 36. 36. It's been weird because nice. I, I, okay, I had a dream the other week where I was just somewhere where there's lots of wolves. You don't see his sale. jersey a lot either. That's and the thing. It's like if you see the jerseys in the crowd, you're like, okay, that number. Yeah. You don't see that. I was in this dream. The Wolves merch said Sarge 8. And then Weird. I was watching the game the other night, and I was just like, oh, he's 36. He's yeah, number Bayless 36. I was like, now. how did I not realize he was 36? We've been watching him play all season, but I didn't know it off the top of my head for some reason. So, Dario Sarge, 36. All right, next question. Uh, number two is, who do you want to coach the Wolves next season? I don't know how I'm going to guess yours. This uh, is a hard one to guess. This is just a hard one to guess. This one is, is, is very, very difficult. Why don't you start with me? I'm going to guess that you... I, I'll give you a hint. Well, I don't think I need it. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Apparently, I might need it. Go ahead and give it to me. It's a, a coach who is who is another NBA team's coach right now. Oh, okay. Well, that's He's also mine. In the league. It's He's also a, true for okay. me. Okay. And 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 my my coach is, is not a blue sky, necessarily. It's someone who maybe will be. Maybe will so be. So, it's not like uh, Carlisle or Pop yeah, or Stevens? No, no, no. Oh, man. Interesting. I don't think you're going to get it, so... Um, I'm going to say it is our boy, Dave Yeager. Sorry, I put down Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford, <laughs> sure. In Orlando right now. Interesting. Doing this he's thing. first year of the contract. He's, but, uh, I think he's made, they might, they're on the bubble of the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make it. And maybe if they don't, he might become available. But I like what he's done defensively with every team he's come to. So I would like him to see be, I'll be give you a hint for mine. Okay. He is a current NBA coach. He will definitely be available this summer. Oh wow, he's definitely available. No doubt about it. Wow. So he's he's uh, he's had a tough a tough go of it this season in the NBA. I don't. I I battled in battled embittered in battled in battled. Oh wow. Um, in battled head coach. I think I know who it's going to be. Um, I think you're going to. We we have the youngest head coach in the league right now. You're going to guess the second youngest head coach, Luke Walton. There it is. Seems uh, like the young teams really like to play for him. Uh, the Lakers last season before they got LeBron were actually really good on defense, which is pretty crazy for a team that young. And it seems like he's just like somebody young players respect. I think that he runs a high-tempo offense. I think he could bring some defensive acumen. And then the best part, Neil, is we get a lot of Bill Walton visits. Hey, how, many, how many times have we seen Bill Walton in the Twin Cities? Yeah, he'll get into the booth. Yeah, you know? bring him by. I, uh, Bill I Walton's it. like... I've always said, like, if I could have dinner with, like, you know, a couple people living or dead, Bill Walton's number one on my list. I, I want to meet that dude. I love him. All right. What's number three, Scott? Number three. If you could add any former Wolf who hasn't retired to next year's team, who do you sign? Okay. Um, Scott, I'll guess uh, I'll guess yours first. Yeah, good and, luck. Um, it's pretty you know, easy. Any, any, any player. Um, I think, I think uh, you might have swallowed your pride. And chosen Jimmy Butler. Oh, I'm surprised, Neil. I'm surprised. Dang. Alex, uh, change, change this thing. Ah, yes. Be happy. Enjoy. Sure, Ricky Rubio in the house. I still think Ricky's the best point guard Carl has ever played with. Mm. I know. I know Jeff Teague is better on offense than Ricky, but Jeff Teague can't throw an entry pass. How frustrating is it to watch Towns have great position in the post, calling for the ball, and Jeff Teague can't seem to get it over his defender. So he's gonna he's gonna pump fake it above his head. He's gonna pump fake it to the side, and then he's gonna call for a pick and dribble it out. 
I just want a guard who can get the ball in Carl's hands. Please and thank you. I hear you. I, Plus, I feel you. I feel his, you. His enthusiasm is just infectious, you know? True, true. Uh, he brings a joy. Uh, all right. Uh, for your Neil, if you could have any former Wolf who hasn't retired to next year's team, man, I hope you didn't pick Jimmy. I'm going to say there's two in my head. They're both good three-point shooters. I'm going to say make it Wayne. Sorry, Kevin Love. No, oh, I was going to say Love! Ah! I, I mean, was thinking Love. I was thinking Love. That was the other one, because you Butler, love Love. Butler and Love are the two guys. They're the two best players. Yeah. The for- best former Wolves. I think... I a- did have Butler. I scratched it. I put down Love, because I think he might fit better. He with, would with, fit with Towns, with Towns really well. Yeah. Really yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see him back here. Uh, if only we could make it work salary. Uh, love for Wiggins, part two. Who says no? Uh, the Cavs do. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Cavs you're right. Do. Those are the two worst uh, contracts in the league, I think. Oh, that's a good question. I'm John Wall, honorable mention. Yeah, John Wall's worse than both of them. John Wall's worse than both uh, of them. John Wall's going to get paid like $40 million a year. Wiggins is going to be making $25 million a year, Neil. Yeah. It's not even close. Wiggins is a no negative. Wall is a cancerous presence some, in the locker room. Some, still has some quality years left in him. Super washed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Know. Wiggins and Love are worse than Wall. Okay, well, let us know in the comment section of Kana Supa's post. Wiggins is the worst contract in the league. There's no, there's no one else. I disagree. We've already, we're already one fifth of the way through it, Neil. <laughs> anyway, um, this, so this is a great launching off point for future discussions. We'll come back to that. We're on to number four. If, yep. you, if you could add any or add one food option to Target Center, what would it be? I wrote down something that is just like I'm not trying to get to like a restaurant level. I'm just like. A, a kind of food, right? I, I We're not my, saying I like pizza luce, pizza. Yeah, We're I, saying like, I'm just saying the rules are like more like a kind of food. Yeah. We're not saying like hola arepa or like, you know, like uh, we're not talking about Minneapolis I restaurants. Both. I listed both oh, so you can get it either way. Um, okay, what uh, I'm going to guess yours because what would you want in there that is not already there? What does Scott, what do you like? It's tough. We're pretty well represented in my favorite. Yeah, they have, they have so many of the already great uh, food groups in there mm-hmm. and, 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 and food items that you would want. Um, what about um, oh, this? Is something I, I should have wrote down that, that I didn't hint hint. But what about like a what about like a breakfast sandwich or something like that? What about Ooh. like a well, maybe you wrote down? Did you write down like a like a breakfast sandwich or some sort of breakfast not. item? That does sound good though. I want that right now. I'm honestly thinking of like um, what you're hungry uh, for. I'm, this, I'm thinking of Sarkis. I'm thinking of like oh, a Loretta. Sure. You know what I mean? I'm thinking oh. of like a. From, from your past Sarkis Cafe yeah, okay. at Northwestern Campus Loretta's, Edison, I did Illinois. not consider that. Loretta's well, I was thinking, like, what would you pick? You know, and yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's one of your favorites. So. Um, one of my favorite restaurants from the past few years has been Afro Deli. Ah. And so it's African cuisine, but I also feel like it keeps its toe in Mediterranean a little bit because it's like Euros and, you know, wraps and stuff like that. Yeah. And they've got they've got sambusas. They've got some, uh, they've got the plantains. I just feel like having an Afro Deli slash African cuisine presence would be very delicious. It's also really filling, so that's always good. Nice. My honorable mention was Chicago Mixed Popcorn. Nice. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint on mine. It actually is breakfast-related. Ooh. You're well, probably not going to get now, it. Oh, oh it is, wow. It is basically the breakfast item I eat every day. You're it, probably not going to get it. It's not what you think. Yeah, that's why I'm trying. It's not cereal. You are a huge cereal nut. I Especially cere- growing up, you ate cereal five meals a day. I ate cereal before bed. Yeah, it but is a bedtime in, snack. When I wake up, I eat this item, and I would like to see it at Target Center, even though it's not a very standard stadium fair type of thing. It's very different. Um, my honorable mention, not the one I'm going to say, is like a fruit cup, fruit parfait thing. I'm going to go ahead and... I'll give it to you. Wow. A yogurt bowl is what I wrote down. Okay. Yogurt bowl. Okay. I eat yogurt and fruit and granola pretty much every morning. So yeah. I, uh, I did... I, I was going to guess something healthy, because... 
you cover all the Lynx games and they give you a food voucher. Yeah. And so you've talked before about how you Rice tried to, you, you can't get the parlor burger every time because no, it's just terrible die. for you. Yeah. So you try to eat healthy and there isn't a ton of healthy food. So I knew it was going to be something healthy for you. Yeah, totally. All right, last one. Um, Scott, uh, number five. Uh, and then Who we'll, is the perfect player to pair with Towns? This is the hardest one to guess because you could say any player ever. Um, so I know who I want. Let me see. Yeah. Let me just guess. I'm just going to guess uh, Middleton. Alexi, change, change this thing. Yes! Be happy. Yes! Enjoy. I'm with you. I need I someone. It. I need a. I need a low usage point guard to go alongside Carl. I love Carl it. Towns. I need someone who can give him a. Who can give him a. a you know, a post entry pass, All as right. you said. I need. I need Ricky Rubio on this team to to go alongside Towns. I'll give you a clue for mine. It's also a point guard. Okay. And also a point guard. I. Because I, 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 I. Number one, he's a great passer. Someone who can get the ball in his hands wherever he needs it. And then I also, though, wanted somebody who can shoot in case he needs, he gets doubled in the post so much. I want it to be something where if, you know, the point guard throws the pass in and he passes it back out, that point guard can knock down the shot. So that's the only reason oh, I didn't pick I had a guess for the first part of what you said, but then when you said he's a great shoot, might be a great shooter. Not like a, not like a, you know, Steph Curry type shooter, but just like a competent three-point shooter and also a good defender so Towns doesn't have to try so hard in the post and doing defense all the time. Okay, first guess... First guess, Mike Conley. No. Second guess, this is the first guy I was thinking about, and maybe we just have a different idea what their skill set is. Lonzo Ball? Uh, no. Oh, I think you were talking about Lonzo Ball at first. Okay. I, this player needs a new team. He needs a new home. His Who name is, is Drew Holiday. Oh, I love Drew. He, not yes. only is he like a Please. good passer, great Drew pick Holiday. and roll, Please. good shooter, but also a great defender. Yeah. Someone who is not going to make Towns look... Towns looks bad on defense. Everyone likes to clown on Towns' defense, but most of the time it's because the point guard is penetrated into the paint and Towns has to guard two players, the true, big and true, the small, true. because Jeff Teague is a matador defense as we played and Tyus can't stay in front of everybody and Derrick Rose also is bad at defense. So it's just, it's an impossible situation for Towns. So I want a guy who can stay in front of his man. Drew can do all of it. Nice. Well, I'm not sure who our winner is there, but we learned some things about each other. It's and a fun game. You learned some things about us. Sure did. There we go. So uh, let us know what yeah. you think about the worst contracts in the NBA. I say it's John Wall. Neil thinks Wiggins and Love are worse. You let us know in the comments. I feel like, I also feel like John Walls hasn't started yet, and I think Kevin Loves is already one-fourth of the way done. Anyways, you let us know in the comments, or hit us up on Twitter, at WolvesCast. I want to give a special shout-out to our boy, Robert with an R, Robert with an H, I mean. Uh, Next two weeks, he'll be here. Not only will he be here, but he just released the first episode of Season 3 of his podcast, Kings oh. of the North. Oh. It's an NFC podcast. They're breaking down NFL free agency. I hate the NFL. I actively dislike it. I only watch the Super Bowl every year, and even that's terrible. But these guys, I listen to every episode despite not liking the NFL because it's so much fun. It's so much fun. It's super funny. A bunch of people, if you listen to the show, it's Jared and Polo ask questions uh, in our mailbag segments often. So you've heard from them. And of course, you know Robert. And it's a sillier show than ours. We're a pretty silly show, and that one's even sillier. So give it a shot. Kings of the North, uh, Season 3, out now. Check out Kings of the North, and you'll be hearing Robert's voice here for the next two weeks. Um, I am headed out of the country uh, um, to do some shows in the UK, but I will be producing from abroad. And then also we'll be back um, after the season is over for a little recap we're going to do. So, yeah, next two weeks with Rob. Um, and then I'll be back with you after that. And, yeah, the Wolf season is wrapping up, but there's still uh, some things to watch, some players Don't who are still available. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be here every step um, along the way. So, yeah, thanks for um, listening to this episode of Wolf's Cast. And uh, Robert and Scott will be back with you next week. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Smooches. Smith Jr. getting into a little dust-up with uh, Nemanja Pielica yesterday afternoon at Madison Square Garden as Dotson makes a nice basket cut on Josh Kogan gets the layup. I, I don't think Smith Jr. understands who he's dealing with. I mean, Belly's the guy that put people in headlocks when he gets into dust-ups. You don't just mess with this dude. It's a bad idea to mess with Belly. 